Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Meseches Yevamos Daf Nun Vav. And the Mishnah on Daf Nun Gimel, just a few Daf ago, began to describe the different ways that a Yavam can fulfill his mitzvah with the Yavama. The Mishnah tells us that if the Yavam performs an inferior Bia uh, with the Yavama, so he is Kona her, he's acquired her uh, officially as a wife, and he's done what he needs to do to uh, to fulfill this mitzvah of Yibam. The end of Daf Nun Hey, the Gemara from last week, last week's Daf. So the Gemara was having a conversation trying to define the concept of Ha'ara. Ha'ara, we explained according to the different uh, approaches, is the beginning uh, of the Bia process uh, and the beginning of um, a Yavam performing this mitzvah. And the Gemara was trying to understand and identify what that word Ha'ara actually means and what it connotes. And as the Gemara progresses, we're trying to identify once again, whether a bia that was not a full-fledged bia for one reason or another, either uh, the woman was forced or coerced or there was an accidental bia or it was an irregular bia, etc., etc. So is that bia going to be sufficient for a yavam to be kona to officially acquire the yavam as his wife and to fulfill the mitzvah sasei of, uh, of yibum? So the Gemara asks the question of my kana. What does it mean that, uh, that uh, with this uh, subpar or inferior bia that the husband is going to uh, be Kona, this uh, this woman. So the Gemara presents the approach of Rav, and Rav says that the Yavim has completely acquired the Yavim. She's a full-fledged wife, which means, uh, Lamaisa, practically, if the Yavim was a Kohen, so this woman would be allowed to eat Truma. Everything that comes with marrying uh, that comes with marrying the Kohen, if this, uh, if this husband was a Kohen, so everything that comes with it, uh, she takes on. It's a full-fledged relationship that exists right now, and the Yavam uh, completely acquires, uh, according to everything, this uh, this woman. Where Shmuel comes along, and Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says that the Yavam only acquires her regarding the halachas that are mentioned uh, within the Parsha of Ibum, such as the following, that the Yavam is going to be Yorish, the Nechassim is going to inherit the estate uh, of the deceased brother and the Yavama the sorry the Yavama and the other wives become exempt from the Zika of Yibum. However, regarding all of the other halachos, she's not considered to be his wife. Therefore she's not allowed to eat Truma until he performs a full fledged and complete Bia. So what Rav and Shmuel seemingly are arguing about at the beginning of Daphne and Vav is the inferior bia and what the practicalities are uh, going forward from this uh, from this relationship. So the Gemara goes on to flesh out the machlokes as to how to understand the approaches and the opinions of Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara then quotes a brisa which tells us uh, and paints a picture where a mainstream eligible kohen is called a pikeach, somebody that has no psul, somebody that has no uh, mum, somebody that has no pagam. They have no problem with their body. So that kohen goes ahead and he's makadish a woman who also is a pikeach, she's a, uh, a regularly upstanding member of society, and he goes ahead and he, uh, he performs the first stage of marriage with her, but before he officially marries her, before the nisuin actually takes place, so this man becomes deaf. The Bryson tells us that she's not allowed to eat truma, because if they had, um, if they uh, uh, had a... Uh, um, if they had been together, then she can still eat truma because of their, sorry, if they had a child, rather, uh, together, assuming that it was after the, the full-fledged marriage, so if they had a child together, she can eat truma because uh, the son officially cements the kahuna into this woman, but however, if they become, uh, and the, the husband really becomes 
puzzle from eating truma, from eating foods that are uh, that are uh, elevated foods before the marriage is complete, then the woman as well is not going to be able to take part. But if, again, if they have the child, then based on the child being a Kohen, so the mother would be able to uh, to eat these, uh, would be able to eat these uh these fruits. So the Gemara continues. The Gemara asks, "What if the son then goes ahead and chasashal and passes away? The son dies uh, again. This son that's a kohen that's uh, allowing for the mother to eat the truma. So this is a machlokas between Rabbi Nassim and the Chacham. Rabbi Nassim says that she can continue to eat the truma. That once she had this child, this child continued the kahuna uh, for her and for her future. So of course she's in. She's grandfathered in to being able to eat truma. But the Chacham come along and the Chacham say she can't. So what's the reasoning behind Rabbi Nassim and behind the Serbi Nassan allows her to continue eating truma because once again she was grandfathered in, whereas she was grandfathered in, uh, and uh, and therefore she's eating truma. She knows what it's like to eat truma. She understands the uh, the 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 level that a person needs to be at to eat truma, so she can continue uh, to eat truma even though her uh, child chasashalom passes away. Abaya comes along and questions this, uh, which forces us to go ahead and suggest. Uh, a different answer, which is a very complicated limud that the Gemara presents. But Rabbi Nassim holds that the marriage of a deaf Kohen allows his wife to then go ahead and eat truma. Rashi explains, because according to the Torah, when a Kohen uh, is Makadish, his wife, so that right away allows uh, the woman to eat truma. Again, that's Kedush, and that's the first stage of marriage. However, the Chachamim uh, initiated some sort of Gezerah that she's not allowed to eat truma until they are fully married, right? So, um, she should not uh, eat truma until they're fully married, but she would be allowed to. So therefore, in this case, where the Kohen was not sane, the Kohen, uh, sorry, where the Kohen was sane, the Kohen was a pikeach, he was a smart, wise person without any psal at the time of the Kedushin, and he only became deaf at the time of the official marriage, when the Eresin was done, when the Nisuin, rather, was done, when the marriage was completed, his wife is only allowed to eat the truma after the marriage. And if they got married, and he, uh, unfortunately, had this psul within him, she wouldn't be shyach to going and eating truma. So the Gemara then quotes her Sheshes, who tells us uh, that the wife uh, of regular Yisrael, Luchas Shalom is raped, is going to be muteres lebala, but psula lekehuna. This gemara uh, begins to describe the uh, the concept and the uh, unfortunate reality of what we refer to in halacha as ones uh, and the ramifications and repercussions of uh, a woman unfortunately uh, being coerced and a woman being uh, being raped, even as difficult as that is to uh, as difficult as that is to talk about. But the gemara says that if a regular Yisrael, a regular woman, there was chasa shalom raped, so she can go back and she can still be with her husband, but she would be psula to the kihuna. The same thing would unfortunately apply to a Kohen, sorry, uh, to a um, to a woman who uh, 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 who was raped. Right. So then the Gemara continues, the Gemara says that when it comes to um, a woman who's married to a Kohen, if this woman was raped, unfortunately, so based on the Pasuk of Isha Zonava Chalala Lo Yikachu in Parshas Kiseitse, we would not allow her to go back and to be with her, uh, to be with her, uh, to be with her husband who's a Kohen. This uh, obviously is a very challenging um, discussion and something that's obviously very difficult for this woman who's married to a Kohen, but it seems that there's some sort of uh, impurity or some sort of znus that uh, that took place over here, and she's referred to even though she was raped, and even though she was coerced, and even though she was forced, she's uh, referred to as this 
uh, unfortunate, um, something to do with Znus, uh, something to do with that 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 shoresh of straying from something, and she would not be able to be with her husband who is a who is a Kohen. So the Gemara then goes through quite a few lines of back and forth. Sukkim describing the difference between what we refer to as an Isser Tumah and an Isser's Nus. So we have an Isser Tumah where somebody is just defiled or somebody becomes impure, in which case a Yisrael woman, she would be able to return to her husband. But again, when a Kohen uh, is married to this woman who's raped, so there is not just a, uh, that Isser Tumah is not going to allow for the uh, the husband and the wife to once again uh, to live together, to be together. And if a woman who's married to a Kohen um, gets raped, unfortunately, she would not be able to uh, return to her husband, whereas a woman who's a Yisrael would be able to return to her husband. Interestingly enough, on this Gemara, the Tosis Yishanim, Anun Vav Amad Aleph, explains that generally... El Cohen can't marry somebody who's considered to be a Zona or somebody that was Nivala or Psula, uh, somebody that was, uh, that was unfortunately defiled or somebody that was, uh, that was put in such a, uh, compromising position. So the Gemara, uh, the Tosis Hashanah wants to know what is included, uh, in that, uh, in that Psul, what's concluded in that group of people that a Cohen cannot marry. So Tosis Hashanah answers and he says that let's say a woman had a relationship uh, with a man before uh, before she was married, and the man wasn't married as well. So the Tosis Hashanah explains that it depends on whether or not this man was a Jew or whether or not this man was a guy. If this man was a Jew, then she can still be um, um, muteres to a Kohen, whereas if this man who this woman was with before uh, before she uh, she um, she underwent this process of being a Baalist Shuvah, if that was a non-Jew, then she would be Mitame, then she would be uh, considered to have this straying title to her of something to do with Znus, and she would not be able to go ahead and she would not be able to marry a Kohen. This is actually a very fascinating uh, question, Halakha practically, um, that, uh, that Rav Moshe Feinstein deals with in Evan Ezer, Chilak Dalid, Simon Mem, and in 1975, a woman came to Moshe Feinstein and said that she had a relationship with a uh, with a Jew in a uh, prior uh, stage of life, and Moshe is skeptical as to whether or not she would be uh, believed if she has Nehemanus. And Moshe writes at the end of this tshuva that. If you can't, you know, Moshe comes out and says that he thinks this is a very big problem. And this is a uh, question that was asked to Moshe about um, whether or not a woman uh, on a college campus is considered to have been uh, believed uh, with regards to her Ne'amanus about some of the uh, activities that she may or may not have been, uh, may or may not have been a part of. And Moshe, obviously, uh, with the utmost level of sensitivity and the utmost level of, um, of introspection and investigation, basically uh, writes in that tshuva something absolutely fascinating. He doesn't want to put it into print. So Moshe says that um, that we unfortunately uh, aren't able to believe this woman, and he leaves it at that. But then he continues to write in that tshuva, and again in Evan Ezra Simon, Chilak Dalit Simon Mem, that it's hard for him to even write. Uh, what he's writing, and if you don't understand what he's saying, uh, and you can't read between the lines of what he's trying to uh, portray and what he's trying to publicize, then he should, person, whoever's reading this tshuva, should come to Rav Moshe's house and should have a conversation with Rav Moshe uh, about the, um, 
about the tshuva that he is uh, that he's in the middle of reading. So obviously, uh, you know, Moshe Feinstein is a very uh, sensitive, a very um, uh, a person that really took into account all of the uh, all of the um, the circumstances and everything that was taking place. And uh, it's a very sensitive area of halacha and requires a tremendous amount of knowledge and understanding uh, about these issues. Um, and uh, to uh, to go ahead and to have these conversations with a woman who Baruch Hashem has become a balas tshuva. She's um, had this uh, this uh, renewal and uh, road to uh, road to uh, to utmost level of of observance uh, to uh, to the utmost level of of of, of, of halachic observance. So um, what we uh, what we are to do is uh, something that's uh, very sensitive, something that we should try to. Um, you know, really, uh, really approach with, um, with, uh, with extreme, uh, with extreme, uh, with extreme caution. In the Rishonim, uh, it happens to be that whether or not, uh, these women are going to be able to return to their husbands, uh, appears in, uh, basically all of the Rishonim and everybody discusses, uh, what this, uh, looks like practically. We'll just, uh, name a couple over here in the Rif and the Rush. Uh, described the following, that if the wife of a Yisrael, the wife of a regular Jew, uh, was raped, so even though she's permitted to her husband, so the Rif and the Rush described the fact that she's going to be disqualified uh, uh, from the Kahuna, and if a Kohen's wife was raped, unfortunately, then her husband is going to, uh, would have to actually get Malchus, should he go ahead, and should he be with her. Again, this is... Uh, uh, the Rishonim are trying to understand this difference between uh, Tuma and Znus, a relationship that's built on Tuma, where a woman was mitame uh, again against her will and unfortunate um, for her as, as as that may be, is not able to eat items of kedusha, is not able to eat items of tara, and therefore say the riff and the rush that a Yisrael, a woman who is a Yisrael, is able to go and return to her husband, but a woman who is married to a kohen would not be able to do so. There are two comments of the Rambam where the Rambam writes in. Hilchos uh, Ishus in the twenty fourth chapter, Perach of Dalid, Halacha Chaf Aleph, that if a Kohen's wife was Mizanabish Shogig or was raped, then the Ramam decides that halachically she's forbidden uh, to come back to this uh, to this husband who's a Kohen because she becomes a zona. She becomes uh, she has this level of uh, of, of of straying that uh, that applies to her, and the Kohen is not able to be with somebody who's had these prior relations. The Ramam writes as well in Hilchos Isuri Bia in. That whenever Bia makes a woman a zona, whether it was forced, whether it was bemazed, or whether it was bishogiger, whether it was biratzon, or whether it was kedarka or shalom kedarka, it was normal Bia. It was uh, Bia that was coerced. Bia that was uh, not necessarily what we uh, envision would be the proper way to fulfill this mitzvah. So the Rambam says again that she becomes a zona. Even from the beginning stage, like the Gemara began to describe on Daf Nunhei Amid Beis, even from the Ha'ara, once the Ha'ara happens, the initial stage of Bia happens, she is going to be Mizana, she's going to be Mitami herself, and therefore, if an Ashish Ish had Bia with another man, whether she was willing or whether she was forced, she's going to be uh, restricted and is going to be forbidden to enter back into uh, into the Kahuna. And the Gemara goes on until the Mishnah on the uh, on on Nunvavam days and tries to really flesh out the differences between 
uh, a woman who had a relationship that would render her Tameh, a woman who had a relationship that would render her uh, Mizana, well, to use the word relationship is even not a proper word, obviously, because the cases and the circumstances that we're speaking about, cases that she uh, unfortunately was, uh, was abused, cases that she was, uh, that she was raped, that there was ones, something way out of her control that took, uh, that took place over here. But nonetheless, throughout Daf Nun Vav, our Gemara presents all of these uh, all of these issues and tries to understand again, uh, basing on the beginning conversation from Daphnun Gimel and from Daphnun Hay, uh, what this um, what this Kenyan actually is, what this acquisition is, and at what point the uh, the Yavam and the Yavama are going to have fulfilled their mitzvah of Yibum and uh, what some of the ramifications of that mitzvah fulfillment. Uh, are and that uh, takes us to the Mishnah on the uh, the bottom of Daf Nun Vav Amud Beis and uh, hopefully next week Bezras Hashem we will pick up from there that is Mesech Sivamos Daf Nun Vav.